0: Hello and welcome back to Policing Matters on One.com. I'm Jim Dudley. Thank you for listening and I hope you're well. This episode of Policing Matters podcast is sponsored by LexisNexis Risk Solutions. Learn more about how their accurate virtual crime center can help you solve more crime and find non-obvious connections at risk.lexisnexis.com backslash avcc. Well, the election is here and coming. Chiefs and agencies should be preparing for the forthcoming flurry. This week, The Washington Post reported that the Justice Department and the FBI will be monitoring the election with concern for civil unrest and any possible issues with the vote. Today, we have a returning friend of the podcast, Yael Bartour. Yale Bartour served recently as the director of social media for the New York City Police Department where she created the digital strategy and oversaw the department's social media outreach and decentralized communications. Today she is a social media consultant specializing in law enforcement and is working with clients around the country. You can check out our website at www. Yael Bartour.com, Y-A-E-L-B-A-R-T-U-R.com. Welcome back, Yale
1: Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me. I've always wanted to be a friend of a podcast.
0: Yes, you are. <laughs> well, you recently wrote an article about 10 things law enforcement leaders should be doing right now in anticipation of the 2020 election. And the first three tips seem like a primer to the uninitiated. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so um, I, the reason I wrote this article is because I, I realize I, I think everybody today in policing understands the power of social media uh, to an extent and understands that even if, you know, we don't necessarily like it, it, it definitely has a huge effect on um, what we do on the ground. So I tried to break it down uh, into actionable things that really, if you've never even kind of taken the time to put together your social media, there's a place for you to start, it's never it's never too late. So a lot of times people ask, you know, where, where to start with social media. So I would say first and foremost, uh, when we're talking about news uh, cycle, you want to make sure that you open up a Twitter account and a Facebook account, ideally as well. And those are pretty easy to set up. And I know a lot of departments maybe sometimes have these accounts, but nobody's touched them for a while or they're not sure who runs them. Now is the time to kind of pick up the phone and and figure out where where those keys are and and log in because you might find that you're going to need to use these as a a place to get information. And then, of course, you wanna secure them. So make sure that the passwords are are nice and and tight and not, you know, uh, one, two, three, four or something like that. And every police department, I think, if it's a police department of five people or 500 people, um, you can find that that person, um, that cop or that civilian that works with you Um, we even used, uh, a lot of our cadets at NYPD, you know, our college interns, um, to help you guide you through this, because some of these people, I don't, I don't want to necessarily say younger people, but sometimes some of these younger people are just very comfortable in this world. So, so find that person and say, Hey, uh, you know, let's, let's walk through this together and, and you can, you can be my guide. And there's always one.
0: Those are, those are all great tips for the start. And then uh, the next four tips, you seem to keep everyone in the organization on the same page. I think that's an awesome idea because I know a lot of times in an organization, sometimes the rank and file don't really understand uh, the strategies behind um, the leaders of the department. So, so talk about those a bit, would you?
1: Yeah, well, the reason I think it's so important to uh, keep everybody on the same page is because the stakes are, are very very high and we've all seen um cities in this country that maybe we we didn't hear, hear about before i had never heard of, of kenosha before and now we see them uh being you know front page news uh frankly all over the world almost so you might find yourself all of a sudden in a situation where the stakes are very very high and anything that comes out of your organization is going to be spread far and wide and at that point uh, the press and the people aren't going to care if it's, uh, you know, the, the deputy that wrote it on his Facebook page or or the chief, uh, they're attri- going to attribute all the information to your agency. So you want to get um, all the people together that you think might be speaking in a situation like this and just go over kind of rules of engagement. Uh, it could be as simple as getting everybody on the same text message group and saying, you know, let's touch base if something happens and we'll tell each other you know, this we're going to post, this we're not going to post, but you definitely don't want to be surprised uh, by anything. And, and it's happened before where, you know, a, a, a police agency will post something and surprise the mayor and vice versa. Um, so you want to try to kind of work out those kinks uh, a little bit before. And, and same goes with chain of command. If you're, uh, you you might be the person in your department that runs the social media, um, but you might be relatively uh, low ranking, you know, so you want to know that if you're posting something that you uh, get the necessary approval in times of emergency because it's going to be very different from kind of a you know a clear blue sky kind of day. So
0: you talk about preparing the troops and um, giving the the individual officers their own accounts and things like that but it's now we're in some some uh lightly tread waters on first amendment issues i'm going to ask you about that a little bit but um in a little bit but there's a fine line between transparency and reaching out to the public to give them uh useful information that they can use especially at large gatherings and things like that so how do you navigate that line between giving out information and arming the detractors or the disruptors with with that same information
1: so that that's a great question and you always want to keep your agency goals in mind and your messaging goals and that's why i suggest um that everybody have some kind of communication strategy where they understand uh, what's important for them to tell people and of course you know first and foremost i think we can all agree that for every agency it would be public safety uh, but then, you know, there are different things, uh, the building trust, uh, recruitment, officer morale. So you always want to keep those in mind because it's very easy uh, to get lost, especially during an emergency and find yourself. And I've seen police departments do it. Find yourself almost serving as a reporter as opposed to a police department. Right. So you don't have to give uh, all the information just so people know it because there are other. You know that there are other outlets for that there's press there, there's other people you need to give the information that you think is best going to serve your agency and the public safety of your people so for example if you see that the protest is heading towards um you know a certain intersection right let's say there's a march it's heading towards a certain intersection you want to weigh the um you you want to balance do i post this And then more people might find out about the demonstration and maybe join it. Versus, do I want to make sure the motorists and the people in that neighborhood know to to stay safe and avoid the area? And those are decisions that you need to make uh, internally. But it's always important to ask yourself those questions and not just blast out information as it comes.
0: Good, good ideas. So you, you also mentioned uh, creating templates. So um, those are great. I mean, we know, you know, the boxes that we need to check as far as what information to give out. But in regards to the upcoming election, um, do you, are you talking about making a template for best case scenario, uh, normal operations, and then worst case scenario
1: um, I, I would mostly focus on templates for worst case scenario because those are gonna be the times where you're gonna be pressed and you're not gonna wanna sit and think about what to post and deal with spelling and, and grammar and all that stuff. And, and those are very simple and, and those can be used uh, you know, across the board for incidents. So um, it could be something, attention, uh, please avoid blank area and blank intersection. Uh, until further notice due to blank. And then, um, you know, uh, an image to go with it, a very basic kind of image, maybe the logo of your police department or a kind of emergency alert image. Um, Because those are the small technical things that you're just not gonna want to deal with during an emergency and you're not gonna have time and you're gonna be pressed for time. Um, If there is a a shooting or something, um, you know, that, it's already taking a life of its own online. And I see a lot of times police departments say, uh, or not just police departments, but anybody who has information might say, well, we don't want to comment on the shooting because we're still, we are still don't have all the information, which is understandable. But meanwhile, your shooting is on CNN and uh, trending on Twitter and everybody is posting live from the scene. So those might be cases where you want to have templates for, um, you know, we are investigating reports of uh, shooting or reports of violence and and just give the audience the um, assurance that you are aware of this and that you're on it and that you will come back to them with later information. And then of course for press conferences as well, those usually tend to be uh, pretty formulaic. So you can also create some templates um, for people uh, to use as you know as you approach press press conferences as well
0: yeah well when you mentioned the you know getting out the the information in regards to a developing um, incident uh, that's a double-edged sword i mean i've i've fallen into that pit myself where there's this inclination that you want to give out information that maybe has not yet been verified so yeah, I'd caution, especially line troops uh, officers that are maintaining a perimeter or something like that, when a when a reporter comes up to ask them about it, that they they remain um, you know as, as neutral into the facts as they can.
1: Yeah, and as you should, it's always important to remember you're you're not the reporter, so you don't have to comment on um, you know uh, the severity of the injuries. In your tweet, um, you shouldn't necessarily say, uh, you know, you, you could say the the intersection, but you don't necessarily have to say, you know, there was a shooting at the Gold family's house on 34th Broadway. Right. Um, you want to give uh, the right information for uh, people to know that you're aware of this for the press to be able to use, and then uh, later on when you approach your your statement or your press conference, uh, after you've thought of those things, then you can you could put those out the
0: the correct way sure well I think traffic uh, to have a traffic centric template would be a good one um, it's it's something we hear about constantly from the community at large that they didn't know this thing was happening there and actually it works in our favor or in law enforcement's favor to let the people know where the traffic uh, clogs are and alternate routes so that they're not dealing with people on the perimeter with traffic and you're helping people not be stalled in traffic and you're also keeping uh your personnel available for other more important duties
1: yeah and you also want to want to put some thought into how you how you post these things and i know these are pretty basic statements and there's not a lot of flair to them but there's a difference between writing in all caps everybody avoid this area immediately and between writing um you know Due to a group of people marching, uh, please avoid this area. You know, and we respect your right to protest, but we will be, uh, you know, keeping the roadways clear. Yeah. So you want to, you know, you're not just trying to get information out; you also want to be concerned with how you get that information out.
0: Sure. All right. So I'd like to acknowledge our sponsor again and. Accurate Virtual Crime Center helps accelerate your investigations by finding connections between public records and nationwide law enforcement data with one search. To learn more about Accurate Virtual Crime Center, register now for the LexisNexis Law Enforcement Conference. It's free. This free virtual event on November 10th, 2020 will showcase live keynotes followed by on-demand access to a library of expert-led sessions, including perspectives from law enforcement leaders nationwide, training for your entire agency, and live help from product experts. Register by going to risklexisnexiscom backslash L-E register. That's L-E as in law enforcement register. So getting back to the rank and file officers. We have a lot of line staff uh, listening to the podcast at my former agency we had clear guidelines and our general orders about wearing pins and insignia or promoting one candidate or another or a ballot measure that they may support. These prohibitions are obvious in some some situations long before the elections officers may be called upon at a community meeting or uh, by chance encounter uh, on a footbeat, what's the best response there when when line officers are put on the spot by community people asking them for their opinion?
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, unfortunately, we're we're in a reality today where we're line officers and anybody in policing really has to be even more cautious about their online persona because what we're seeing is that um, even though there are I think about half a million police officers in this country. I don't know if that's uh, more or less, but there are so many of you, but one action of one police officer reflects on the entire profession. And the same goes, unfortunately, with political opinions. It's not uh, right. It's not accurate, but that's, you know, that's something we need to recognize is that if you, if a police officer posts something or says something endorsing uh, a certain candidate or a certain political view that will be seen as the voice of, of the police. So we need to be extra cautious about it and also need to remind uh, the officers what, what the risks are. And I always say, don't, I would say in my trainings, don't, don't put anything on social media that you're not comfortable reading in the front page of the paper tomorrow. But now I'd have to even take that a step further and say, you know, don't say things to people. Because they might take your words and say, "I spoke to an officer today from this police department, and this is what he said to me." So you want to be very, very cautious about uh, making any kind of uh, political statements, because you just never know when that's going, where that's going to end up, and how it's going to reflect on you personally and your entire agency, but also, you know, on the profession as a whole.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um... We've seen recently uh, the words uh, taken out of context in, in print media, but we've also seen um, live uh, interviews where uh, as a result, uh, high ranking officials, including chiefs have been fired. So um, there's, there's that uh, ebb and flow between an incident wanting to, to get um, information to the media, but then you're you're still caught up in the volatility of a incident. What's what's yeah. the best advice?
1: And and it's it's very it's it's very difficult. Uh, it's a very difficult time. I don't I don't I can't think of any group of people right now that's under more uh, scrutiny and under more kind of media magnifying glass. So um, you know I, I don't want to dismiss this as something. of just you know just walk that fine line. But I think just keep. Uh, keep keep that in mind that everything you say, even if it's to a small group of, of media <clears throat> or even on your social media, you need to be comfortable seeing that on, you know, on the front page of the paper and in, in the headlines. And it could be perhaps, you know, if you're a chief, it could be something controversial. But if, if you stand behind it and you've taken that measured that risk, um, then, you know, you make your own decision. But you definitely don't want to be surprised and kind of smack your forehead and say, oh, no, why, why did I say that?
0: Right, right, yeah, and and I I'm, I, you can almost see the reluctance on the face of the live interviews where they they know they're they don't want to say it but they they just can't help themselves and, and that's, that's part um, of the, I'm sorry,
1: I'm sorry, I was gonna say that's actually a good case for social media because on social media you can uh, put out your own message in your own context. So of course anybody could still take it out of context, but at least you know you, ha- you you're you're putting out your soundbite, you're putting out your message and nobody can say that, you know, no, nobody can change it. I mean, people can change it around, but you you wrote it in a certain way, in a certain voice and that's documented.
0: Absolutely. Well, your article is uh, it's, it's, I think your aim is towards um, upper management leaders of departments, your 10 tips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think line officers all throughout the uh, organization can benefit by reading the tips and actually understanding what uh, the leaders of their department are dealing with, and there are some good tips to translate to officers in the field as well. Um, is there is there a plan a follow-up uh for line officers the 10 tips for officers <laughs> on how to deal with social media on and off duty i think every officer needs to know their own department agencies uh, general orders um, 18,000 agencies across america and uh, i'm sure the the um, rules and procedures vary from agency to agency um mm-hmm. is that your follow-up
1: yeah, well, absolutely, know, know your rules and procedures, uh, understand the risks, and also, and, and I think this is very important to know because we're in such a, uh, a, a divisive time and um, social media has played a huge, huge part in uh, you know political campaigning and a lot of uh, political arguments and fighting. And I know a lot of officers that are on social media and they get very discouraged by, by what they see on there and it's very, very important to remember that social media is not uh, it's, it's not real life. It's not it's not a, a necessarily that democratic forum that gives you the entire view of the world in a kind of equal way. Uh, it does tend to amplify um, the angry voices. Uh, there's a lot of uh, fake news and misinformation on both sides. Uh, so it's very important, especially when you're scrolling through it all the time and it does affect you and it does affect the way you you put on your uniform and how you go to work. Um, it's very important to remember that you're not getting a reflection of what reality really is. And there's a great saying that says, if you turn off your, your phone or your computer and just go talk to people around you, you'll find out that the world is a lot nicer than you think. Um, so I really um, urge anyone, but especially those in law enforcement, uh, if they're spending a lot of time on social media and reading through all the negativity, to uh, remind themselves that uh, it's it's designed that way. Uh, these social media networks—they're designed to amplify things that are uh, entertaining and divisive, uh, and it's not giving them a reflection of of real life. And I think that's that's very very important to to remember.
0: Well, great advice, Uh, your top 10 tips to law enforcement leaders uh, on social media. Uh, It's very relevant today. Thank you for uh, Yael Bartour for being our guest today and sharing the valuable information. Our listeners can find uh, Ms. Bartour on just about any social media platform and at www.yaelbartour.com. Uh, thank you for, for being on our show again. I hope to hear from you again soon.
1: Thank you. Always a pleasure. Thanks.
0: And to our listeners, thank you for listening. Is your agency prepared? Are your policies clear about your duties and responsibilities leading up to election day? Write us at Policing Matters at PoliceOne.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for your service. Stay well. Stay safe. I'm Jim Dudley.